0: The following program is sponsored by the Friends and Partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Jody and Dino. And today, like usual, we're going to talk to you about some tips, some techniques, some methods right from the Bible to help you change the way you think about family and transform things in your home and just help you to have a family revolution inside of your home, your family. And... Today's topic, we, we were kind of wondering what we were going to talk to you about today. But yesterday, when we were sitting in church, we kind of got reminded about a topic that that we spent a lot of time on, actually, in the past at Family Face Ministries. And so we're going to spend some time talking to you about that today. And actually, what happened is a young man from from a ministry called Missions.me by the name of Dominic Russo came in and he he read the Great Commission to us about Jesus telling us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it kind of rekindled this uh, desire to talk about discipleship. And by the way, Dominic, missions.me, is going to, well, why don't you tell him what he's, what he's going to do, Jode? He's
1: doing a One Nation One Day in Peru.
0: What's a One Nation One Day?
1: It's when in an entire nation, it's saved in a day. He's advancing Jesus' return. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. As he's going into a nation, taken in missionaries, holding up massive miracle crusades throughout the entire nation, televised bringing in missionaries from all over. This is going to be the biggest historic missions event ever, right? Mm-hmm. He's bringing, what, 10,000 missionaries, 5,000 from Peru and 5,000 from around the globe to come in for a week and minister to the people of Peru. Very exciting what he's doing.
0: Yeah, pretty amazing. He has favor with the, the leaders of the country, the, yeah. the government, uh, they've opened up their doors to Missions.me. They'll be in stadiums in all the major cities around the country. 10,000 missionaries. Pretty amazing. It's huge. To bring an entire nation to, this, to the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus Christ in one day. One nation, yeah. one day. Powerful. So anyways, Dominic was talking about making disciples of all nations. And I was thinking, wow, you know, he goes to all these other nations. Right. And, uh, well, you know, we don't necessarily have to go to another nation because the United States is a nation as well. But I also got some new revelation yesterday when I was sitting there staring at that Bible verse up on the screen. Let's read it. Actually. It's in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. So, what God opened my eyes to is the nations part of that. Bible verse. And I got to thinking, you know, it's just natural for people to think of a nation as like a country, right? right? But even Dominic himself said nations are people groups. They're not, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a country. But I was thinking back to the to the early books in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, where a nation actually came from an individual. And how God told Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of many nations, right? And how that all started with one child, mm-hmm. right? And then Jacob became the nation of Israel, right? And he had children and they had children and they had children. And then there's, you know, the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and so, it made me think even more about this concept of family discipleship that we've talked about many times, Jody, and, and how we're actually, as parents discipling nation, we're making disciples of nations, future nations. If Jesus doesn't return soon, our children are going to have children and they're going to have children Mm -hmm. and so on and so on. And, and, um, and nations come from that. So it was really cool because how many times have we thought about how discipleship is something different than that? I mean, what, what were your thoughts on discipleship before we really got into this topic?
1: Well, you come to know Jesus, accept him in your heart, and then you go through some classes, which classes are good but learning about biblical truths and how to read the Bible and pray. And <clears throat> like when we got saved, we went through a lot of different classes and teachings, right? Because we didn't know how to have a relationship with Jesus. But now I think we're seeing discipleship is is way more vast than what our little eyes saw in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge mandate, <laughs>
0: Right. It's more than just book knowledge, head knowledge. Right. It's a personal, intimate experience, um, not just to have that head knowledge, but to actually apply it right. in your life, in every area of your life. Well, even in our community group, we have a lot of new believers,
1: but it's not sitting down and reading a book. It's pressing into God and hearing his voice and ushering in his presence. I mean, it's a lot more
0: facets than just what we thought in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know for me personally when I used to think of discipleship, I you know, I always thought of it as um, maybe yeah, teaching someone at church or right. helping someone along at church, a new believer. And
1: meeting sitting, and coffee sitting every week. Through those classes, <laughs>
0: meeting for coffee every week. Always always outside of our home. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Totally. But how much more, especially after this revelation I got yesterday sitting in church about our children being the beginnings of a nation and how important that is family discipleship, for us as parents to disciple our children. And I
1: think that even brings more importance than taking on someone at church who just became a new believer, right? It's Our, our call is to disciple our children and making sure they understand the principles of God and understand <clears throat> what it is to be a believer before we even go and start helping other believers, right? Because our our purpose is to train our children.
0: Right, right. <clears throat> and they don't have to be mutually exclusive, but we just want to make sure that we're doing the job at home before we go discipling others, right? right. We we have a mandate to, to take care of our family. We talked about priorities, right, right? <clears throat> a couple podcasts ago about, putting your relationship with Jesus first and then, then your spouse relationship, then then your, then your children, right? And then comes ministry, ministry. and vocation after that. So we want to make sure we're keeping our priorities straight. Right. We're taking care of them all upside down. Yeah, instead of keeping them all upside down.
1: And I think as New Believers, we kind <clears> of <throat> did that. We we're like, oh, we got to be here. We're going to be there. And started neglecting our marriage, started neglecting you know, the parenting part. And so, because we thought, oh, you know, our relationship with God is ministry. No, it's not. And so I think it, once we got those priorities in line, we saw the importance and the, um, what it was like to be taking care of our family first. Yeah. Because we are training up nations. We are training up the next generation. And we want the next generation to be blessed.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and on the outside, it might not seem as... As noble a calling as what a young man like Dominic has upon his life, right, where he's like he's leading this organization that that is bringing millions of people to Christ, right? But that that calling is different for every person. But the one the one thing that is the same is we do have a we do have a calling to, to disciple our our family. And today, and now
1: Dominic has children. And right? he has children. So his, and he has another one on the way. So he has a huge mandate, just in his own family, as well as the nations
0: around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yes. He's, he's got the double mandate. Yeah, he does <laughs>
1: pray for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, so today, let's talk about. You know, we we always talk about looking at, let's, back to, let's go on back to the Bible, look at how Jesus, who, who, right, he said this, make disciples of all the nations. He knows discipleship better than, than anyone else. And so let's take a look at how he approached it. And if we can, you know, get down what he, what he did, um, we want to take a look at what it would look like if we use the same techniques that, you know, that Jesus did to make disciples. So,
1: That whole thing, what would Jesus do?
0: Yeah, yeah, weird how that works out. And so, <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many things we could look at, but we're going to try and limit our focus today on just one or two. And maybe we'll break this up into several podcasts because there's so many things and it's a vast topic. But let's, let's, let's talk about this. The the one thing I think that was most impactful about Jesus' discipleship style was that he it it was like an experiential thing. He had his disciples follow him while he showed them how Mm -hmm. to follow God. Right? He he didn't just preach. Say you should do this. You should do this. He he was an example. Yeah, he modeled it. He modeled it, and he he didn't just verbally instruct them. He demonstrated kingdom principles, the kingdom of heaven. He demonstrated those principles, and and he used it to build like an experiential base in their lives before he before he sent them off. It allowed the the disciples to build up a little confidence, right? So I think Jesus showed them first, then he had them do it while he was kind of overseeing it. And then he sent them off to do it on their own. And so um, it was like this confidence building, this wisdom building experience before he, before he released them Mm -hmm. off into ministry. And so that's, that's kind of the picture that we want to get. He, he had chosen 12. He wanted them to become like him. That's key, to become like him. So we got to really watch out, parents, because our kids will pick up on everything that we, that we do, and we, they will become like us. Good and not good. The good and the not good. Because uh, none of us parents are perfect. <clears throat> yeah, yep. We're not. But Jesus is the perfect example. Exactly. He's the we call them the social genius, right? He he knows how to treat people, including the ones closest to him. I mean, he preached to thousands, right? He he fed thousands and but he chose twelve to be close to him and to put special focus on those twelve and really put his fingerprint on them to be like him. So,
1: And I was thinking, too, with those 12, he, they didn't always obey, did they? <laughs> Just like with our children. <laughs> no, they didn't. No. That's interesting. Even though they were hanging out with Jesus, and they didn't always obey what he was modeling.
0: No, but that's part of the discipleship process, right? Um, it's the learning experience.
1: Repenting, forgiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So so just think about that, everyone, as you're listening, you know, those are the the twelve that Jesus did life with for his for his three months, three months, three years of ministry, right, after he was baptized until he you know was went up into heaven after the crucifixion and, and he rose again from the dead, they 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 went out and they did ministry together. They walked along the road together. You could see them walking along. They, they prayed together. He teached them. They baptized mm-hmm. people together. You know, they sang songs. They had meals together. And that that sounds a lot like family. They're just like doing life together. So that's what we feel is like the most impactful method of his discipleship was like doing things together and we want to encourage parents that God has given us disciples God has given you disciples as parents and you know you want to, you want to intentionally make them not make them but have them follow you and and as you're showing them how to follow God have them follow you so we got a couple, um, a couple pointers on how you can do that. Um, what what can you do in your home? You know, what can you do, you know, to to make disciples?
1: Be intentional. Sure.
0: I mean, it doesn't. It's not just going to happen, right?
1: Right. You have to be intentional. Be intentional to keep your priorities in line every week. Got to be intentional to keep your calendar and checks, you're not running all over the place and not having family dinners during the week. Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional to pray, to read your Bible.
0: Being intentional. Being intentional. Yep. I think this
1: year, our 16-year-old daughter decided to start reading the Bible, Version Bible for the Year, and invited us all to be part of that. And I think, it's been awesome that she started that herself. She invited the whole entire family. And now we're being intentional, keeping it ourselves accountable and discussing the Bible together as a family every day, which has been impactful.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so it like we said, it's not just gonna happen and it's very easy to get our Minds off of it, but we want to, we want to continue to, to bring ourselves, to bring our household, to bring our families back to experiencing those times together and, and making our home a a place where, like a base for ministry, right? Things can go forth from our household. Right. And, think if you look a lot of times throughout the Bible, Jesus used the home as a base for ministry, right? You know, he, um, we see the man getting lowered through the ceiling for healing in a, in a home, right? right? Uh, Jesus went to Zacchaeus's home. That sounds odd, Zacchaeus's, <laughs> Zacchaeus' home.
1: The disciples stayed in Strangers' homes. They stayed in they strangers traveled.
0: homes as they did ministry. Yeah, Jesus healed Peter's mother in law at at his home. Right. Right? So so the, the home, we wanna be intentional. We wanna we wanna continue to bring ourselves and our family back to thinking about the home as a base, as a base for our ministry.
1: Which home I think should be a peaceful place, mm-hmm. right? Where there's unity, there's love. God's love's flowing, there's his presence, there's honesty, there's order. Order. Right?
0: Genuine you, relationships. You
1: really want to have a home that your kids want to come back to after they're married and go off to college. Or, you know, if, you, if your kids are coming back, it's a really good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did something right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not just for the food, right? Right. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> All right, well, um, what's another thing that, that we could share with them to...
1: I think praying, praying okay. together as a family, praying together as a spouses, and having, we get phone calls, we need prayer, we need prayer, praying out loud in your house, your children hear you praying. A lot of times the kids think, "Oh no, what's not? Who's hurt? What's happened?" (laughs) When we're praying out loud, but I think praying just for our country, praying for our church, praying for our community, praying together for protection.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, just allowing your children to see you pray Mm -hmm. is a is a big deal. They'll begin to think that that's. You know, that's the norm. That's what you're supposed to do. And it is. And how many times in the Bible do we see Jesus allowing his disciples to see him pray? He went up to the mountain and prayed, right? He's in the garden. Stay over here while I go pray. Right. Um and and he taught us how to he taught the disciples how to pray with the Lord's Prayer. You know, they're he's he's like, This is how you should pray. So so um
1: well, and we would pray over the kids before they went to school every day, right? You you would recite Psalm 91 together on your drive to school, and mm-hmm. our, now our son leaves for work. We pray over him as he's going out the door.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, just the fact that they're experiencing that, just like Jesus did the experiential discipleship, letting your children experience that and And to pray, like you said, out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot a lot of people pray quietly to themselves, but we want our kids to be comfortable praying out loud, um, putting voice to their words and and we know God knows our thoughts too, but but he also tells us to ask and and um. Yeah, so we want we want them to learn to, to verbally.
1: Well, I think you and I praying out loud, then coming together as a family, and we all, even at the dinner table, take turns praying out loud for other people or for each other. Mm-hmm. And that being that in the home, we see them now going out as they're on the worship team. They all have the worship team gathers and prays together before they go out to, to do worship for a church service. So they're... They're praying out loud, right? They're in, it, it's normal for them to come out and pray out loud as a group, corporately mm, mm-hmm. praying out loud for being out in the mission field, praying out loud when we're serving for others. You know, it's just become normal mm-hmm. for them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and what a what a tool that God has given us a, a means of communication with him. So
1: I remember at one church that we had visited for a special service, I think Miko, our youngest was probably what, six or seven. And they encouraged everyone in the congregation to go pray for someone who needs, whoever had their hand lifted for healing. They asked, you know, people to gather around and pray. Well, remember you and, Nico went over and prayed for a woman. She said she had pain in her feet, and here's six-year-old Nico is laying hands on this woman's feet, and she got healed,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: stands up, starts jumping up and down, and Nico's like, who else can I pray for? Yeah, yeah. He got so excited that God touched her through him and healed her that he was ready to go pray for a bunch of other people.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a powerful time. That was awesome. Yeah. I remember that. Well, that's, uh, that's about all we have time for today. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make a couple more podcasts, I think, because there's so much, so much more meat to this topic of family discipleship. But just in review, we want to talk about, you know, as parents, we are discipling. God has given us nations to disciple in our children. He's given us disciples, and we want to lead them through that experiential uh, learning process just like just like jesus did to his disciples because he's the best discipler there is and so what are the what are the other points that we talked about joan
1: so be intentional be intentional praying praying together praying with others praying as husband and wife out loud for your children to see
0: and yeah part of being intentional just making your home that that base that that uh Launchpad pad for the ministry yes so that's it in summary thanks for listening to us if this was a blessing to you please share it with others um give us some feedback subscribe subscribe, subscribe. Like. yeah like and um have an, awesome- have an awesome week everyone we love you guys and this is dino and jody and the revolutionary family bye Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift, or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit FamilyFaceMinistries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.